Hello and welcome to Hardy Dice Friends 120. I don't know. I'm Grant Flowett, and this is my friend, Crint. <laughs> Crint Haler. Crint Haler. Hello everyone, this is Hardy Dice Friends episode 119, I believe. I believe so too. And we are here together in the same room, which explains the weird audio quality. And the fact that the window's open, because it's very warm in land. And... Yes, we have... I, you know what? I can just about handle it in my tiny little office, mm-hmm. on my own. But when I've got a big warm Chris giving off lots of heat... I do generate a lot of heat. Yeah, like a little radiator. Like mm. a big radiator, actually. Yeah, like a yeah. very large radiator that's mobile. Mm. What, one thing, I hope we can get some musical bits in this week's episode, because we can be in sync when we sing along now. Normally we can't be in sync and I have to cut them out. <laughs> <laughs> we should just, like... Combine them all into one long audio track, mm. and then release a mixtape. Yeah, and have it be fire. I was thinking of doing all of the uh, all of the ums and ahs. I've been editing the podcasts for uh, for the League Presents, and I can now pick out one. I can pick up the waveforms of me going um by sight. Yes, yeah, you because, get used to yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, and this noise. Do I make that noise a lot? You do when you when you when you finish, when you finish thinking. <laughs> it's, it's clear because you, go, because you go this is my point <laughs> it's me opening the mouth it's, it's a little bit power and no it's like how in, in, in professional podcasts they do a clap to synchronise things at certain points right yeah um, I believe that it's it's so that I know when to stop fucking talking <laughs> I use some vocal cues yeah shut the fuck up Chris I don't want to be important now we're going to Gen Con tomorrow morning Screamingly early tomorrow we're going morning. To Gen Con. We're leaving. We're leaving my little house at six a.m. and we're going far away. Leaving on a jet plane. I don't, don't know, know if I'll be back, back again. Great. I don't think either of us were in key there. Oh, Did I you? can't. I can't sing in key. You're aware of this. Ah, right. Cool. Um, so yeah, we're going. We're going away. It's, it's faintly scary. I've got some printouts of some games, and it's all going to be fine, isn't it? Isn't it? I hope. Uh, Chris and I are thankfully being accompanied by Mary. Um, who I'm hoping will be a sort of wife mother. Learned adult. A learned adult. A sort of proper grown-up to have with us. Like when I start crying at baggage exchange, <laughs> somebody can go, Chris. Mm. <laughs> I lost all the ham I bought. <laughs> I am carrying a very big bag and it's just full of ham. Hello, sir. Are you uh, transporting any hams illegally into the gun? No. I've got paperwork for all I've these. I've got visas for all these hams. <laughs> They've all got Esters. <laughs> They're all stamped. <laughs> or do they have little passports and they've got pictures of the Yeah, ham. pictures of the ham mm-hmm. so you can tell who's mm-hmm. is who's. Listen, we've got news for you. Our intro this week is to, is to, is to shout at you. <laughs> and mainly shout at Reddit RPG. But also you, listener. We love you. Mm-hmm. So why you treat us like this? Why you gotta hurt us, baby? Mm-hmm. Why you gotta ask no decent questions? <laughs> There's, like, like, thank you, thank you for taking part in the ongoing community of this podcast, and also Reddit, I suppose, you don't know what you're doing, but thank you anyway. But none of the questions are really answerable in podcast format. Um, they don't, they're not really going to spur discussion. We're looking fear. for discussion, we're looking for long-form answers, Yeah. We're looking for a little spicy piece of comedy. Mm. 
Maybe a little nugget of com. You can't stop it. You can't a little little com nug. It's a marketing term. I think mm. you'll find. Mm, you can't. Mm. You can't. Uh, no simple yes/no answers, and the answer can't just be "Have you tried talking to them?" Yes, that's the because we need to avoid that because that is how we lose our jobs. Mm. So we are professional podcasters. Yes, I suppose technically mm. by law. Yeah, legally. To that end, we're just going to make games this week. We yeah. think we got lots of responses. To uh, to the suggestions, to, to my some, suggestion. Some might say too many, honestly. Well, that's that's why we that's why we farm them for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's really good. So we're gonna so we're gonna blow both weeks. Yep. Right now. That's how we work. So for three dollars, we will blow this week. <laughs> Grant, would you like to slide me in with the first question? Yeah, sure. Alexander Sprague writes in. Race 2, the sequel to Racing. <laughs> so, do we have to find out what Race 1 is? Well, Racing is, is Racing. It's, 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 when, it's when you start at one place, you have to mm-hmm. find course, and you, you have to find path, yep. and you have to get there before everyone else. Webster's Dictionary defines mm-hmm. Racing as going forwards quick. Kind of. I always got a bit disappointed in rallies when I found out they don't all go at the same time. I, yes, but there's, yeah, I get it. <laughs> there, 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 there is always this marvelous moment when you're watching a rally, like they're screaming around these corners and these dirt roads, and it's like death defying mm-hmm. the entire time. And then there's this really awkward moment when they start like 15 minutes apart, when somebody needs to overtake somebody else. It happens very rarely, oh. but it's wonderful because the guy in front essentially has to pull into a in, into a layby. And let the person who's doing real well go past. Oh, God, that's, that's got to feel really horrible. <laughs> like, at that point, you might as well stop at the little chef. So that, so maybe that's what race two is. Lapping. <laughs> race two is utter humiliation. Yes, yeah, it's the, it's the grinding come down when you realise you're bad at your job. Okay, so, race two. It's a normal race. Mm-hmm. Except what you do is you accept, you wager handicaps on yourself. Okay, they're people, Grant. Don't call them handicaps. That's not that's not what I meant. You you wait so like perhaps people with like spinal injuries you put in the back of your car. Okay. No, like handicaps to your game. Or like golf. Yes, like golf. Okay, yeah. Or like that's opposite, so much nicer. The opposite, than what you said of, first. the opposite. That's not what I said. The opposite of power ups okay, in Mario yeah. Kart. Yeah. So let's say for example, like you all start, and you've all to get to the end. But 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 you might say, um, I'll give everyone else a minute's head start. I'll give everyone okay. else ten minutes. Has I'll do it with three tires. I'll do it with three tires. I'll give I'll give this guy a rifle. No bullets. Just the right, rifle. Yeah. yeah, someone else might give him bullets. Put it in the spokes. So, Legend of the Five Rings has quite a nice system, okay. which, which is similar to this, which has <laughs> that bit where you where you do a rally. <laughs> do you not remember? It was, it was... As the Crab Clan gets upset. <laughs> it was... It was in the Kudajetsku source. Oh, book. good. No, uh, it has a nice system of razors in that it's DC 10 to hit someone, DC 15 to lop off an arm, DC 25 to cut off their head. Sure. And so if you want to get, if you want to sort of fight out quickly, you'll take that DC 5, uh, that DC 25 challenge, roll the dice, hit them, head comes off, brilliant. Chops. So it's like that, but racing. Sorry, just to check here, when you say Legend of the Five Rings, do you mean the new Genesis one or the old no, one? No, no, the old one. Uh, the one which uses, uh, the Seventh Sea uses a similar system. The one that uses actual dice? Yes, it uses Rather a... than pictures. I didn't realise Seventh Sea was running off Genesis. No, um, not Seventh Sea. Legend of the Five Rings, which is what you talked about at the beginning. Yes, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Little pictures of lotus flowers and things like that. Oh, and, well, that's, that's nice, I suppose. And check your ability, because it'll have 16 different combinations of lotus flowers that you can possibly do. Cool. Yeah. 
I just think that Legend of the Five Rings, there's nothing for me to attach there. I've got there's no cultural resonance for me to for me to to, to stick onto. No, but there's I think the thing for me and the reason I actually do really want to try it is because it's a massive of, weirdo. Yeah, that's it. I, yeah. I'm, I've long been a fan of the anime. Um, Please, Japanimation. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, is that it's a the setting is beautiful. Yes, like not a lot of settings are designed to be beautiful. I like how non-fanciful it is. Yes, like how grimy like, the whole thing it is. It pulls directly from the sort of extreme um, stage direction and environments of House of Flying Daggers mm. and things like that. Where your Wuja. Yeah, your Wuja films, which is like you're in a bamboo forest and there is nothing but bamboo. Everything is identical and mm. two people have a fight. Yeah. And it's that sort of aesthetic rather than like in a car park. Which yes. is like a London um, <laughs> round Dixons. I it, there, there's there's certainly an element of escapism to it. I think, mm. but I think it was a bit where it was like, oh, here's the Heron Clan, and the Heron Clan have the and the Scorpion Clan, and I don't know. And the Crab Clan. I don't know what the Crab Clan. I don't know what they what they do. I've, I've got no I've got no attachment to them. Then. Men yeah. fish and chip shops. If what they do, little little fish and chip shops. That's what they run. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my my, my my initial pitch is race two, and yeah. I think that it's normal race. Except that you all, hang on a sec, race two, ethnicity. What? It's the sequel to race. Oh, that's clever. Huh? Uh, we call it ancestry now. Yeah, we do call it ancestry. Um, Moving on. <laughs> I would just like to suggest a slightly different type of race here. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that we need to bring back um, an old tiny type of race. <clears throat> but we need to change it slightly. Go on. The steeplechase. Mm-hmm. Now, I love the concept of a steeplechase. Why don't you explain what it is? So, a steeplechase is probably a village thing, let's be honest here. It's, like it's a rural thing, at least. Yeah. Which is where you go from here, wherever that is, usually a pub, mm-hmm. and you go to a steeple. You go to a church, mm-hmm. and then back to the pub. You, do you go to the top of the steeple? or do you No, you just have to get to the church. But the reason it's called a steeplechase is because you can see it. That makes sense, yeah. Um, and, you know, there's like a couple of wooden buildings nearby. There's nothing high to yeah. block the steeple. Um, and I think that we should bring that back, but kind of update it. Okay. I'm assuming like radio towers now. Mm-hmm. The shard. The shard. Just you. You're very tall. I'm very tall. I'm not, Chris Chase. I'm not as tall as a church's steeple, Grant. Really? I do not have a grounding rod attached to me. <laughs> I am not a lightning hazard. Lightning hazard. Lightning hazard. So you think we should bring? I think back we should in? bring back like steeple chases, but find something that's modern. And worth running to. Well, we could do it with GPS. We could do, um, what's it called? Cash dropping? Cash it geocaching. Geocaching. Cash dropping. Cash dropping, which I think is a dogging thing. <laughs> I think I think that's where you, you manage to steal like two quid off of a mate mm. and then hide it from the shame. Mm, yeah, that's like, cash, like, that's cash like, like you don't spend it, like you just put it back in one of his drawers. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, that was his last two quid. I oh, that's bad. Oh, I'll have to mention that sometimes money can be found in drawers, like yeah. our tutorial. <laughs> you could have UPS. You could make it so you could have you UPS. Go, yeah, G- no. GPS. No, I want UPS. I want to chase a UPS <laughs> van around and try and rob it. <laughs> You you, deli- you order an urgent delivery to somewhere, and you have to get to the UPS van before they deliver. Yeah. Otherwise, the mission's over. Yeah, like what you what you know what you do is you post like by next day expedient. Like you pay all the money, you 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 post a crown mm-hmm. with first place written on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
does it just have? An, is it just a crown and it's got like the address taped to the outside so you can put it on immediately? Yes, immediately. Um, and then you wait. Like the post officer would put. That you on. wait half an hour yeah. and post second place. Right. And then you wait half an hour and okay. post third place. And then go get your crowns, boys. There's a lot of research to mm. it as well. So imagine you've got kind of like your um, nice black agents. No, what what they call those games you play? Alison Smith. Oh, yes, like, um, Args. Yeah, like, there'd yeah. be some element of having to break into UPS There's an computers. element of that, but also, like, think about it, if, if they're all ordered to slightly different addresses, just slightly different, like, on the same street, Yeah. you're like, well, hang on, it's actually easier for me to break in and steal the second place crown mm. than it is the first place crown, and that comes with a not insubstantial amount of prize money. Mm-hmm. I'll just go for second place. Fair, fair enough. Those chumps going for first, they're all going to fight it out. Only I'm going for second. A tight 500 for second a, place. A tight 500, exactly. One 500 for a winner, though, so... Okay, That's, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, it's the jail time as well. There is. It is extensive. This is a crime, not a game. It's a big crime. What have you? It's a small crime. What have you got, game-wise? What have I got, game-wise? Uh, I quite like Ursa Dice's Kaiju's Bar. It's, not, it's fun to say and fun to eat. Yes, but I, I would like um, a, one of these situations where you've got to pretend that you're a normal human. <laughs> you're in fact. And you recently have gotten a job at a juice bar. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. your horrible giant mothy wings are knocking everything over. <laughs> are the, you Mothra? The no, my name's Steve! Hello! Don't startle me or I'll gust you! <laughs> the area manager's coming round. <laughs> you couldn't get all, all, all of the oranges into the squeezer. Mm-hmm. The squeezer. Squeezer is what it's called. I, I thought we were going to take this in a different direction. Okay. Because I learned the phrase kaiju, as most people did, from the film Pacific Rim. Okay. And all of the kaiju in that, giant monsters, yes. they initiated, they glow from the inside. Okay. And occasionally, when a gypsy danger or a. Um, Markov, Lectern, whatever they're called, rips a kaiju in half or rips something off it. Ribald Haberdasher. Very nice. That's good. That's good. Optometrist... Tr- no, fuck. I nearly had oh. it. Uh, optometrist chance. Optometrist trip. I don't like trim trip. Anyway. Okay, sure. What I'm saying is it looked like it tasted great. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so what you want to do is you want to juice a kaiju. Okay. So you are that area manager from before. Okay, you are Steve. You are Steve. Now you also manage the the area's largest juice bar. Obviously, but you're you're like you're in charge of the local franchises. Well, as well. you've got like two or three under your belt. You know, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're not yeah. not huge, but you are quite a big deal. Now things are going wrong. Oh, one apple, plum, oregano, other things you might juice. I've never been to a juice bar. Pineapple. <laughs> I'll have a pint of oregano, please. I'll have an oregano smoothie. God, that'd be tangy. Um, <laughs> Do you have any that's got any old tea in it? Rocket. <laughs> Radish. <laughs> to be fair, I, I laugh, but they do a kale smoothie, so... Well, kale doesn't taste of anything, it'd be fine. Oh, it tastes of something when okay. you juice the fuck mm. up. Well, yeah, you, you were on a juice diet for a while, weren't you? Don't. Absolutely do not. Yeah. Fucking beetroot. <sighs> Point is, something's gone wrong. There's been yes. a shortage yes. on all the oregano, chocolate, whatever it oh, is. Oh no, Steve, we've got no apples. Yeah, precisely, yeah. But uh, the reason is because giant monsters have been attacking the town. And Specifically the orchards. <laughs> well, you know, supply, demand, etc. I like the idea that they're, that they're the, the architects of their own downfall, even though they don't realise it. Just because they've come in from this, they're coming to ravage the town from the side of town the orchards are on. <laughs> and they get entranced 
by the by the blowing sakura. And they eat all of the cherries. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see a kaiju eat a, eat a big bucket of cherries. That'd really? be lovely. Not like a punnet, like a like a mega punnet. No, like like a, like a bucket. A hundo planet. Yeah, and we get oh, we get messy chops. Yeah, that'd be cute. Um, and then we need to so we then we need to squeeze the kaiju. That's the thing. One of them's died on top of my shop. Oh, okay. Now, now we can maybe pass it off as a kaiju themed juice shop and just claim that oh, isn't it? We got some decor, but all this gunk's running down through the shop. We can't afford to get it cleaned out. Get me, what? get me a hand drill and a drain pipe. What we're gonna do? Get me a juicer and I guess a knife. <laughs> get me a juicer and a pickaxe. Get me a vice and a gun. Do you have one of those big machines that they use up roads? You know the hoodududus. Get me a steamroller and a crane. <laughs> get me Myra Stewart and a bottle of rum. Get me a Hemsworth brother and a camera. <laughs> That's for something else. I'm really so like I'll be, I'll, I'll admit I came up with that one before your Moira Stewart one. Love the idea that you're sending Moira in drunk. Yep. Moira Stewart's a, a, a tough old bird. Yeah, in the war zones. So, um, point is, hmm. you're getting this kaiju runoff, and you're making it into delicious drinks. Presumably, at quite a rate. Quite a rate, and it turns out, and that's kind of the tutorial level. Okay, oh, okay. And that's, it's that's learning. Yeah, and it turns out that wow, people love this stuff. You've got enough money to buy, like, harpoons, maybe a gunship, some kaiju scanning technology. Like, when you say a gunship, I'm thinking, like, the thing the Avengers have. Okay, I was thinking more like a helicopter gunship. But... No, 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 like, out of this one juice bar, you've managed to fund the <laughs> Avengers initiative. Like, it's really good juice. <laughs> if, you drink, if you drink too much of it, you go super. No. Oh, okay. No, you just glow a little bit. It's glowing, um, yeah. And everyone just thinks you've got in some special apples. And so you have to go out and hunt additional kaiju. Because you're out. Now, the problem is, it's dangerously addictive. Okay. Well, uh, that's pe- how you're making the money. Yeah. you make an airship yeah. dollar. Yeah. People just think it's good. Yeah. And if the FDA get wind of this, holy shit. Or they're drinking it too. They'll never close it down. Good. Point is, you've got to go out, hunt kaiju, bring them back, drain them of all their life fluids in kind of quite a halal way. Kind of. Yeah. Except you keep the... Bl- anyway. And then... Um, Sell it as juice, and so like, and so like, different kaiju would give different um, benefits. And yeah, so it's like Monster Hunter. Yeah, crossed with Metal Gear Solid Five, which I have been playing recently. Crossed with a heroin dealer. Crossed with a heroin dealer. Crossed with one of the games on a phone where someone says, "Oh, burger and chips, please," and then you make them a burger and chips. And oh, okay, like, yeah. I just thought that was a really weird game you've got there, going. <laughs> just goes, press the button. Oh, burger and chips, please. Ha <laughs> ha <laughs> ha! Just cackling insanely at it. Do it again! Uh, burger and chips, please. Oh, this guy. Steve Jobs, you've done it! <laughs> Peak technology. <laughs> so what do you think? I think that's it. Kaiju's bar. I quite like that as a concept. I think it would look quite good. But I'm imagining that sort of art. Yeah, I'm kind of, in my head, I've got a, I've got a bit of a Stranger Things vibe. Like a, okay. not, a not now juice bar. Like, let's reel it back in time just a wee bit. Yeah, it's like to when juice bars were, like, the new exciting thing. Yes. Like, like, like jacket potato bars. Yes, when they were everywhere. Spud you like. Now it's just gin. Gin yes, is everywhere. gin is everywhere. Fuck gin. I, like, mean, I really like gin. You've just come here from Sheffield where gin is everywhere. Gin is just the... The, the, uh, the gentrification of Sheffield the is gin- really coming in. Gentrification. That's good. I'm pretty sure it's been used. Like, I, it has to have been used. For, um, copyright it. Yeah, we'll get on that. Fuck you Jonathan Yeep writes in, Crash Test Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just the best set of words I've ever heard. It's a series of browser games like Wallace and Gromit. 
so it's a series of like little desktop games, like double desktop games, that sort of thing. Um, except it's all you put a confused Michael Gambon. Oh, no, no, oh, Harry, no, no, oh, no, Harry, don't, don't put me. Yeah, you you play a vengeful Potter. Maybe I'll arrive before I've come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it as many secrets? <laughs> So you've got like you've got him be you got him in the uh, the first level, smart car. Yep. Second level, four door. Okay. It goes up and you've got like he like he's in the bed of a speeding truck. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cross between Angry Birds and uh, the Saw films. He's on the top deck of a double decker bus with a driver (laughs) on a hill. Mm -hmm. Um, But interestingly, there's also. explains the continuity error in the films where Dumbledore changed. Um, and that's because his face rang off the bu- the safety bar on the top deck of a bus. And it just, it fucked up the teeth. It went, like, the ocular cavities were smashed. He was a mess. Um, but they got the surgery done. That's great. Um, he's, he's, he's well. Yeah. He can still act. Just looks a little bit different. He got the old Michael Gambon. <laughs> he got the Gambon package, yeah. Many do. It's Gambon or Catherine Tate. I don't know why. What? What? Crazy. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 the options. I really want to. I really want to play that. I want to play like one of these, like, like Trials Frenzy, but yeah. it's Dumbledore on a BMX. Or like, or like Goat Simulator. That that level of weirdness. Goat Simulator, but it's Dumbledore, and he can do all the magic. All the magic. It works perfectly. Except you have to really injure him to test cars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just have that, but then all of the achievements. Are about Dumbledore getting hit by a car. Doesn't he have like Horcruxes and shit? Because I know Vo- I know I know Voldemort has them. Yeah, Voldemort does have them. But but I'm pretty sure that Michael Gambon was like, Harry, go down to the secret lake under this island where my balls live, or something along those so lines. So no, that was also Voldemort's. Ah, uh, okay. But he could do it, right? Yes, I, I do believe. Don't you have that, to murder someone to do it. I Horcrux? do believe that that's why he has a phoenix called Forks. There we go. Um, that is where his balls are. Right. So you could kill Gandalf over and over, and then Forks comes down. And he's like, ah! He spits up a couple of balls, and Gambon regrows <laughs> over a period of about forty minutes. In real time, he just control the balls walking forward it's, like a wind-up Mr. Potato Head. It's absolutely awful for a period. There's a section where it's like, have you seen Deadpool 2? Uh, no. Okay, there's a section in Deadpool 2 where Deadpool's legs regrow. Okay. Um, and he's got, because they regrow naturally, legs, yeah. he's got little tiny baby legs oh, That's very bit. cute. Um, and he just spends mo- most of that section of the episode um, of the film shirt-cocking shirt it. Great. Cool. Tiny baby legs. Nice. So that's what Gambon's doing. That's disgusting. Except he's Thank just you. balls. See, he's just balls to begin with. Uh, Ronankens suggests cavity search and rescue. <laughs> it's a difficult one, but it is funny. It's lovely to say. So there was an old film mm-hmm. with Dennis Quaid. I want to say one of the Quaids. One of the Quaids. Randy Dennis. Um, and the Dave. little and Martin Short. Okay. Called Inner Space. That's when they went inside. That's when they went inside inside somebody. Now I think we talk ship. about this. I think we have a similar game once every five episodes. Yes. So go on. And what I is it this time? Suggest, let's just play Inner Space <laughs> because I really like that film. There aren't enough games where you just go inside the human body, are there? There's what? Trauma Center Under the Knife. What, what, do, you, do you shrink down and go inside? No, but you do no. have to rummage. 
No, I want to. I don't want to ravage. I want to go in there and I want like fucking Fantastic World, Jurassic Park, but it's red blood cells. Um, Earthworm Jim. You do go inside a big monster. You go inside a big monster. Uh, Earthworm Jim. Gears two. You go inside a big monster or really? Gears one. Okay. Do you remember they had that huge phallic mo- worm that at us? No, I don't have any memory whatsoever of Gears of Wars, and I'm really glad of that. Oh, we do, we were really excited when we got it. Yes, and then it crushed us. It was ten years ago. Um, there are many. There are many. Jonah. Famously, from yeah. the Bible. It popped into a whale, popped back out. But I don't want a monster. No. I want to go inside someone who's smuggling drugs. To see if they've That's got it. drugs. That's it! That's genius. Even better. Drugs or shrunk down people smuggling. No. no. That's a bit of a grim topic for a comedy podcast. No. Let's move on. What you got? No, no, no they're smuggling drugs mm-hmm. into the country. Like, techno drugs. It's the future. Whoa. Virtual oh drugs. God. And you and your dog team. <laughs> because now you're going to smell the drugs, right? Get miniaturised, and you know when you walk through the um, the the metal detectors, mm-hmm. and it goes boop, and lets yeah. you through, or yeah. and they stop you. Well, when they suspect you've got drugs, the, a very fine mist is sprayed mm. from this, and it smells like it smells like um, dogs, um, I presume. A bit, <laughs> a bit like dogs, an old man who hangs around a pub too much, um, and that, that that mist is inhaled. Okay. And you kind of you kind of stop about esophagus level, yeah, because you're in the mist, right? And then you have to hunt out the drugs and radio headquarters. You can't see it, but I just, I just did a hunting drugs mine. It was really good, and yeah. a radio mine. It was great. It was like I was there. Um, because we're exploring tunnels, can all my dogs be dachshunds, please? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. However, a stiff breeze will snap their spines. Well, there's, there's unlikely to be a stiff breeze unless we go in the lungs. What? Or the digestive tract. <laughs> oh, a fart. That's true. Yeah, I mean, imagine that is probably... So most drugs are up the bum, aren't they? Yeah, that's probably catastrophic for you, actually. Or, um, farts while you're in there. Or um, either up the bum or in the stomach. Yeah. That's the... Which is up the bum, but further. Eventually, yes. But it, seem, it seems chillish to go through the stomach to get to the bum. It does, yeah. Um, so I guess you'd need to get them to inhale it up their bum. <laughs> it's doable. That's where, the, that's where the phrase blowing smoke up their ass came from. That's not where it comes from. Okay. So, um... Are these micro-drugs? Oh, no, they're big drugs. Okay. So, why do we have to be small to find them? Because they're in a person, Grant. We can't just reach around there with a finger. No. you got to say Martin Short in. <laughs> you got to say Martin, Martin Short in a fuck ton of Daxons. My finger isn't, like, four foot long. There's a lot of digestive tract to search. <laughs> Generally, it's at the end. <laughs> Why would you keep it there? It's easy to find. Yeah, it's easy to get out. Well, it'll and o- it'll and also, it will eventually. naturally go there. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. So put it out further. All right. And not Fox the dog team. That's true. We've got foxes now. Yeah, they, that's what the dogs are really there for. And you're oh, okay. really there for whatever they're carrying. Because if you're tiny and the cocaine is big. Oh, okay. That's a fun time for you. Will Brain Trust Jobst writes in. Sorry for the um, computer, no- computer noise. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be computer noise, that's fine. Will Jobst writes Jobst. in. Money knife. <laughs> Money knife. And it's in quotes, which I like. Money knife. Okay. So, I mean, this, this could be many things. I mean, the, the most tedious uh, thing it could be, of course is a new ATM style where you have to push your knife into sockets a la pop-up pirate and really hope that the £500 you put you have in your bank account flies out of the top when you get it in the right hole. It causes its own problems, really, doesn't it? But that's the boring one. Mm-hmm. Um, as to a game of money knife... Like, any time there's a knife, all I think of is 
is like knife fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know... That's where the money comes from. But left hand, left hand tied together. Yeah. But this time, what you have is you have super glue to, your, to each person's hand. Mm-hmm. It's 500 pounds in notes. Oh, in so it's kind of like a shield. Yeah, so you've got, you've got a wad of 500 pounds like in mm-hmm. your left hand. In fives? In fives, yeah. yeah okay. You can't put it down. Right. But so you can block with it. But if, if they damage it, it... Yep. And the idea is, of course, to get the other person's 500 pounds. And, and whatever's taped to your and own. And whatever's yeah. taped to your own, yeah. So you can get out with a cool grand. So I was thinking... For risking your life and murdering another human If you're being. very good. Yeah. I was thinking... I mean, of course, there's the advanced tactic of setting the fibers on fire. Yes. That acts as a distraction. And the super advanced tactic of setting your knife on fire. Yes. Which is harder, but well worth the time. You can only do that if you... That's, that's New Game Plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got a good completed ones. I was imagining a Pokemon game. Called Money Knife. Yeah, so Pokemon, you wander the world um, finding Pokemon. This much is and, true. And you find people uh, and like, and like as, as you walk past them, they're like, fight me. And then if you win, they give you they money. They give you their pocket money. They give you their pocket money, um, or like actual money, because there's some people with jobs. Yeah, like, still comes like, 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 like Sailor Steve. Steve, <laughs> Steve or Michael. Scientist Pete. That sort of thing. Big, uh, big Kahuna Joe. <laughs> Pineapple. No, he's in, the, he's in the Hawaiian one. Is he? I assume. Yeah. Um, so you've got these people, and once they fought you, they can never fight you again. Because they got no money. They got no money. But also, in my hack, in my edgy Pokemon hack, all the Pokemon are knives and they're dead. <laughs> so what you're doing is you're wandering around town <laughs> fighting, fighting kids. Me- <laughs> you, you are a kid. Okay. You are a child. That's You've fine. got a cool hat. You're still fighting kids. You've got a little knife riding on your shoulder. And taking their money. Yeah. Or a big knife and you're riding it around there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. A big flaming knife with horse I really, legs. I, I kind of like the idea that it's not that you can't fight them again in, in Pokemon. It's just that you choose not to because they've got not got any money anymore. It's not worth it, scrub. Yeah, you know who you've stolen from already. <laughs> kids bankrupt. Fuck off. Or like, or like, like you walk past them and they're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you do that thing where you like jerk your head towards them really quick and see if they flinch. All right. And then if they Ace flinch, trainer Stephanie. If they flinch, you yell, ah, you uh, flinch. Uh, I'm going to take your ether. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to huff these names. What? Never super cool. Because ether is one of the um, oh, yeah, yeah. upgrades. Yeah. Well, one of the heals you can get Pokemon. I'm never super clear how it makes Pokemon more active. Is it better with or without a rag? It restores their PP. Oh. Which is the power points? Sure. It means they can do more moves. Personal potency. And I've never done ether, but the... That's not what ether's for. This, no, it's, I, don't, I don't think it, it gives one verve. It is an anaesthetic, yes. 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 It, does, it does, does numb. It does so, numb. So, yeah, money knife. Uh, and knife. You, are, you are competing to be the very best at money knife, which is the I name of the sport. The, the money knife. knife. <laughs> <laughs> Stab everyone. Dun, 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 dun. I really, I just saw Crash Test Dumbledore again. And I it's so, how good it's it is. so good. Um, Aaron Lim writes in, My mum got turned into a mech. Oh, what an amazing day for you. Well done. How, but like, so, mech, I, don't, I mean, that is the plot of Dion Genesis Evangelion. Absolutely, yes. Yes. But I feel that the relationship between Shinji and his big robot mum as opposed to his little sister mum. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend mum? Anyway, point is... Do you want he jacks off over in the hospital room? That's the one. Fucking hell. Um, just get in the fucking robot, even if it is your mum. 
that relationship isn't there. Like, she isn't taking him out on picnics. No. She isn't, like, packing his lunch for school. No. She all is, that sort of stuff. She, she's ejecting a progressive knife so mm-hmm. they can kill angels. Yes. She is going berserk and strangling an angel while Shinji is sat in her womb head. Yes. And I think it'd be much nicer if you could just have the plot of Neon Genesis Evangelion, but it's just about... It's a kind of slice-of-life drama. But it's reconnecting. Like, yeah. they've, they've given up the, the, the mech business as it were, like the, the defence of Earth. Yeah. And Shinji's mother is very much trying to be a mother once again. Mm-hmm. Either a one. Y- yes. Yeah. Um, can it speak? Or does it just do the sort of... No, I believe, it, I believe it can speak, and it has okay. a very motherly tone, but it looks exactly the same. <laughs> um, and so they're just like sitting on a blanket in a park, um, and Eva's foot is, you know, in a nearby river. I don't know if it's better or worse if it's wearing a very large Laura Ashley floral print dress. I think it could be doing that. I think that would actually aid things. Yep. It might help to, it might help to disguise the fact that it's a huge, genderless, non, like, nonsense robot. Yes, yeah, and it's wearing, like, an, a, a solid pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're one above NHS. I made you a giant cake. It's your birthday. It's, it's not your my birthday, mother. Every day is your birthday, I'm Every mother. <laughs> Okay, Ma. Uh, I'll have a cucumber. There's no cucumber here. It's batteries. <laughs> Eat your batteries. Eat your batteries, robot son. Have you, have you plugged yourself in recently? You've got five minutes. <laughs> Use the progressive knife on the sandwiches. You you were chatting about Dan Kumko. I was. Dan Kumko has, has really done some strong stuff for us. Why don't you bring him forward? I'm trying to find him. He's, he's him, them, I don't know. Um, is No, it's gone. Where is he? Uh, yeah, I didn't from me. No, he's gone. I've got nothing here. Oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. So, Darren Kunker, um regularly comes up with not necessarily things we can ever play or mm-hmm. make, but strong names. Yeah, real pleasure So to work with them. Some of these, I, th- I don't think we could do, like Juice Crimes, I think we've already covered in Kaiju Juice Bar. Whether or not it's a crime, is, that that's actually up to the up to the Supreme Court. Yes, but, yeah. uh, but they have already filed that yes, it is a crime. Yeah, okay. Because um, we are going to be tried retroactively. We are selling people in quotation marks apple smoothies, <laughs> and it's poison and it from def- space. It comes from the gallbladder <laughs> of a giant demon. Um, <laughs> this is Mothra come. Some of it is yes, but it is a mixture. Um, we just use that for thickness. Um, it's like, it's like, it's like cornstarch. It's, it's like cornstarch and flour and gravy. That's what it's for. <laughs> Gotta make a roux. Yeah, doesn't it? It, it has a very um, distinctive Mothra tang. Yeah, you imagine it would. Um, yeah, it does. So you have to kind of a dusty mouthfeel. Yeah, you need something citrus to cut through <coughs> the moth jizz. Yeah, you want some Gajira scrapings. Um, so the next one is Bucking Slam Palace Royal Wrestling League, mm. which I think is good, but honestly, is just that. Uh, 3D deathmatch thing from the 90s where everything was celebrity deathmatch. Oh, the, the plot scene. Yes. The animation yes. I, I mean, I don't like any side like side on beat ups. I don't like, or like fighters. Like, okay, like I, your Tekkens, your Soul, I, your soul Calibers. Your I believe fighters. you're wrong. However, I completely understand why you think. Oh, it. sorry. I didn't say they were bad. I said I didn't like them. No, that's what I mean. You think, you think I'm wrong that I don't like them? Yes. Fair enough. Because we played a lot of Soul Calibur. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I, Chris, I used to like a lot of things when I was 21 that, that I don't true. like now. That is very true. And I don't really get the... I don't get what's going on with fighting games. I get why people like them. Not my scene. Mm. 
Um, but I think there was one which was just the British royal family. That's fairly strong. The Queen Corgi Strike? The best part is, that game is still relevant and hasn't changed in a decade. Which one? The Buckingham Palace game. Because we haven't had any... We've had loads of new royals. We've got, we've got Kate Middleton. Yeah, we've but We've got like, Meghan Markle off suits. But like, we're missing, we're missing maybe one person. That's, that's DLC, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But like, from the core game, we're missing maybe one person. So that could just roll over. The Queen Mum. Yeah. She died. Depends on the era. Princess Di. She did, didn't she? She did die. Yeah. I think I imagine Princess Di would come back as a sort of like shinobi type character. Like yes. like like she's just watching and it was it was all a ruse to take part in this fighting tournament. I'd also like her to just come back and just go, I don't like the sun. The newspaper. Oh, I thought you meant like the, the orb. No, just like I don't like the sun and then disappear forever. Because <laughs> um, I think that'd be hilarious. Just because it would fuck the sun over. That'd be good. So I'm, I'm going to suggest an actual game that I think that we could both make and really enjoy. I was just about to talk about the Queen Mum being a ghost fighter, but go on. No, you carry on. No, that's all I you had. Go on. Uh, Ken Blue mm-hmm. suggests, hey, that's mine, a game of dibs. All right. Now, I don't, I'm not sure how to do it just as of yet, mm-hmm. but I like the idea of a game. Could be a LARP, could be a table game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it works entirely on dibsing things. So, okay, I dib strength. You dib strength, but you can shotgun strength to get half of that value. Ah, oh, that's ingenious. And so you have all of the character stuff laid out, and you can't grab it. You can't take it off the table. You can't hide it. You can't snap on it. You have to go dibs X, mm-hmm. and then so, then somebody has the chance to go shotgun even if they want to. But once you've shouted, you know. Dib strength, then you're allowed to take that piece of paper and copy it onto your character sheet. So, is the power gaming thing to say dibs everything immediately? No, there there will be some degree of of corral on the dibs. Mm. Is it like like I like to think you'd have some sort of dibs meter which charges up? Well, I assume that like you you dibs if you dibs. Oh, actually, you can have two two um two pools. Mm-hmm. You have a you have a dibs and a and a I don't want that pool. So you have a good stuff and a bad stuff pool. Mm-hmm. And once you've dipped something from the good pool, you have to take something from the bad stuff pool. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to take good from what, powerful from one, and uh, and uh, something that affects you of only a very little bit from the bad pool. So you go backs and forwards, mm-hmm. and building your characters out of dibs and shotgun, mm. and it means that like if I've called dibs on strength and you shotgun strength, nobody else has a strength value worth talking about. Like they're all just normal strength. Like imagine um, you're, doing a dive. you're five, I'm three, they're two. Yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. Like a dice ball system, I get two dice, you get one dice, they'll get no extra dice for I strength. I gotcha. Um, and I kind of like that. I think you could do quite a fun, like, just, like, strap it onto a different RPG. Yeah, yeah, use it, like, like some people do the life path stuff for character creation and spend six months fucking doing that. We can spend ten minutes having a shouty game of dibs before we... Dibs able- spellcasting! <laughs> no, you've got to dip one thing. Oh, dibs fireball! There you go. I mean, that is kind of how the character creation works in Paranoia, and I use the word works very lightly. <laughs> also, also, it's how it works in D&D, in a way. Go on. Because if you ever had D&D, and then one person turns up with a character... Oh, I hate that. And now that, what that is, is they've just dibs everything on that character sheet. Yeah. Because now, well, I can't be a fighter, because we've already got one. Yeah. Now I've got to be the fucking cleric. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're using a your two-handed weapon. It'd be weird if I did as well. So yeah, 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 yeah. Sword and shield, I don't want to do that. Oh, you've, you've got mysterious past. I'm going to have to read the obvious past oh, now. My parents are dead. Oh, I have to have three parents. Oh, so many parents for me. Frank, Sarah. 
Butlertron 3000 writes in. Oh, I thought that was the game. That's pretty good too. It actually. is pretty yeah. solid, yeah. I like to think of it as, as like a like a swarm of nanobots that cater to your every need. And tie your trousers up. They can't you. be turned off. But they can be turned on. Frank Sarah writes in, I don't have a clever name for it, but a game built around endlessly nested dramatic plot twists. It was me all along. It was actually my evil twin. This was all a dream. Everything so far was just a movie our characters were watching. So... I mean, there's good and bad parts to it. There's good and bad parts to that. I mean, like, are we looking at, like, a almost PvP game? Like a social game where you're, yeah, you're trying to one-up... Once upon a time. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're trying to one-up the people around the table. I'd much rather have it as a co-op game while the odds are hugely stacked against you. Okay. Except you've got, in reserve, you've got, um, like, everyone has this massive twist. Sure. So, like, so they have this get-out-of-problem-free get out card, which they can play. And then when you roll, I don't know, double six, you recharge it. Sure, okay. And you can only have one. So you're encouraged to use it, and then you're encouraged to do lots of things to try and get it back. Now, it does remove the stakes from any game you're in. Yeah, it does. It does, it does make it very hard to play. So I think we could limit it in some way by, by, by writing the twists beforehand and dealing them out. Putting them in a hat. Putting them in a hat. Like, so, so you get a hand of twists that happen. And, okay. they, and they can be things like, they can be things like, I've hidden a snake in my shoe. I am not left-handed. That sort of thing, yeah. I, actually, oh, I, uh, um, this, this tastes like rat poison. I love rat poison. That sort of thing. What's that from? Uh, Kill Doctor Lucky. That's it. You have you have these all on cards, and then you can play them as you go through the game, and you can um, earn them by doing in character things. Yeah, I mean it's essentially the concept of action points, but with flavour and fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so and like so the the game would be about exploiting them mechanically. So like so like trying to get into a situation where having a snake in your boot might be useful. Yes, I, I quite like that actually. It's but like you're trying to because it you've seems got, from a hat. Yeah, and you you got two or three, but yeah, you're trying to steer the sh- the scene in an RPG. It's not scenes from a hat. I'm wrong. It's the one where they give people those uh, where, where they give Ryan Styles uh, words, and they and, and they have to read it out. They have to bring it into the scene without reading it. Yes. Um, but you know what they are. Yes. Um, and I like the idea that you, like you're trying to steer it towards a point where snaking boot is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other person is trying to steer it to a direction where they're on a glacier. Mm-hmm. And like these two completely non-secretary, non-joining things. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I want to go to the glacier, but I want to go to the boot snake ranch. <laughs> I want to go to the ranch of inquisitive snakes with my big waders on. <laughs> my super wide boot. Boot. Single boot. Boot. Carry it with me. It's like it's like one of those hoppy Mario boots. <laughs> I think there's something really fun here. I'm trying to think of a settings. We can't just have it as wackety smackety. No. We have to have it as something like there has to be a a grounding element to keep it like like um you could be you are agents of chaos and you're here to um you're here to stop things getting too boring and stayed. And so you're you're flown in to disrupt the status quo. Are you Stitch? There's a Stitch element. I, w- I want it to be human, because Stitch it doesn't wear shoes. There's a lot of things... No, but he does go into town and steal everybody's left shoe. He does, yeah. Um, everyone's left shoe. <laughs> there is... There is <laughs> that guy. I fucking love that film. It's so good. Ah, it's pretty much the best. Anyway, um, point is, you'd be you'd sort of these vaguely extra-dimensional agents who are teleported into the, to these places, and they have, like... Um, Cartoon level physics. So to them. Doctor Who, the Strange, that sort of yeah, 
Yeah, like 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 slightly extra dimensional. Yeah, and also you've got the capacity to like, cool. Um, I'm going to I'm going to reach off. I'm going to reach out out of frame and grab the gun I need because it was just like it was off frame or a martini or whatever, yeah that yeah. sort of thing. So like you've got this you've got this vaguely sort of tune gag yeah that you've got you've got going on. Except you are real people and so you've got real limitations in that way. So you've got like strength scores and shit like that. You've got a really basic role playing game attached yeah. to it. But 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 the GM is continually throwing these huge problems at you. The rules are set to push you into these huge climactic yeah, problems. Yeah, and like the problems the problems are colossal. Yeah, like they're so hard to to fix, and you don't actually have the right skills at any given point. Not at all. You have you to use these twists. You don't have superpowers. You've got to use twists and engineer it so that the kaiju that's destroying the town like trips over a power line and dies. Time travel? Time travel. Temps. There's always temps with you. Well, because it's, it's a funny gag and it's been used in another role playing game. Tempest, Tempest Fugit? Yeah. The gag is that temps are so unimportant you can send them back in time and they don't disrupt the time it's stream. Great. Very funny. That oh, was a temp, you know. But, like, a sort of intern sending interns back in time. And so they've got a very limited amount of power they can use to, they can use to fuck with the time stream, but no actual skills. And or even they're not like slick operators with silence guns. Well, no, you shit. have you have slick operators with silence guns and shit, but that doesn't mean anything. Like, it's a kaiju. What's it going to do? That's true. Yeah. And you've got to do it without revealing the fact that you or anybody can time travel. Yeah. Or, the, or can dimension hop. Or, or like, anything you're from like that. Outside. Yeah. Yeah. So you've, like I say, you've got to try and get a kaiju to trip over and like bang his head on another building, like corner of like a coffee table. Your enemy slips on a banana peel. Yeah, like that's it. You've got to try and make <laughs> so, everything so go into the We're going to have to find the world's biggest banana, so we're going to have to get this kaiju to, to, to go to the world's biggest banana. To Kentucky, banana. where the big, world's biggest banana is by a roadside attraction. <laughs> just Get it to peel the banana and throw the thing away, and then lead it to the peel. You, you throw the card down, smash cut to a picture of us standing in front of a huge peeled banana and a dead kaiju. <laughs> Greetings from Sea Kentucky. And then this guy in like a red and white striped uniform with with, with the slushy hut mm. hat just drags the kaiju off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um I think I quite like that. I, I think, think I think that's I think both makeable and funny. I think this is it, yeah. Cause like they like basically I figure we'd use the we'd use the old paranoia system. Mm. With cards to sort of to sort of plug into the game, yeah. we'd uh, throw out the initiative system that James Wallace wrote over the top of my perfectly serviceable initiative Certainly. system. It's not a secret; I, he, he knows what I think about it. We get rid of that, um, and we have it as a weird time travel dimension hoppy. Maybe you're a bit of an alien, yeah, sure. Um, but everyone everyone's a bit shit, yeah. But you've got the capacity. Maybe you're ton of light switches. Maybe that's your magic power. I don't know. Like telekinetically, do you have to get up and? No, you, you climb the ladder. You like, you like interface with it, and after about fifteen seconds, the electronic trips. <laughs> you put it up against it, and there's this whirring, spinning. Noise. Yeah, it, it goes. Well, nobody has ever seen what happens there because it's dark. Yeah, <laughs> all and light. then all of a sudden, blink, the blink. light turns on. Ah! It's fine. The core didn't come out <laughs> of me. Uh, yeah. Okay. What's it called? Um. I will say. This does remind me of one of my favourite role-playing games for the name, which is called Meanwhile the Time Wizards. That's that's beautiful. Ah, now, that's the English title. The original title is Mientras Tempo, Los Magos del Tiempo! Or something along those <laughs> that lines. Is stunning! It's always written in huge caps. Excellent. 
Um, and and meanwhile, the time wizards is a game where you you have to speak for a full. You have to speak until you run out of breath, and then all the words you said are your skills. <laughs> it's, it's it's bullshit. Yeah. But I love the idea of like that sort of. Meanwhile, the time wizards. Yeah. Later that day. Later that day. <laughs> lovely. Oh, suddenly. No, something's no. right. Yeah, later that day. Yep. Thank you, person who wrote in. Frank Sarah. Thanks, Butlertron3000. Yeah. That's great. If you... Sorry. Sorry. Real quick. Just before you go. Just before you head off. Martin the Crimes Wizard, who obviously wrote Whizbiz. Yeah, very uh, strong. Yeah, he, so he, he wrote in, Lord of the Dance, take whatever RPG you're writing and resolve any conflicts with dance battles. To which Lord of the Dance replied... Amazing. The Michael Flatley musical, dance number. Right. We completely support this. And they've got a gif, I think, of, um, I presume, Michael Flatley dancing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The dance group, Lord of the Dance. Mm-hmm. Replied to an RPG questions Twitter mm-hmm. for this the world's scrappiest podcast. I've got to presume they just they just search Lord of the Dark. Lord of the Dark, the same way that I just searched Granara <laughs> every five minutes. Yeah, yeah, just to see if to see what the haps are. Yeah, I got no other haps are with yeah. you. Uh, they've posted a GIF of some. What can I describe them as masked early nineties perverts? Hot um, jigging in that way they do. They're wearing <laughs> they're wearing camo pants. And uh, braces. Oh, strong! I think we should get in touch because I'm, I'm sure Michael Fatley's got a bit of money left. Some, well, the company has probably at least. Yeah, so you know, we could probably rinse them for an RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next episode done. Yeah. Thank you very much. We love you a great deal. We're going to put this out, I think, just as is. Yeah, sorry about that because we we have to get up early in the morning for a flight. Chris is miming, looking at a watch he doesn't own, which I really um, like. Haven't worn a watch in <laughs> probably fifteen years. Still looked at my watch. It's kind of fun recording with, with you in the room. I like there's, it. There's, there's, a lot of, there's an energy. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's, it's warm. Is, it's, it's very warm. I'm the sweaty boy. So thank you. Um, we are going to try and do some. We probably won't be posting live from Gen Con. Well, like, we I, we don't know what we'll do. We we'll, like we'll we'll try and we'll try and do some recordings in the evenings and post them. Maybe just on the Patreon rather than as full episodes. But yeah, it might just be us going. I'm very tired. I'm very tired. It was very loud. An American man came and talked to me about hot dogs. <laughs> And his 12th level Paladin. It was very strange. We don't know. I'll take some pictures. I'm going to try and take some pictures. Yeah, we're all... F- we're, we're pretty scared, honestly, yeah. of what's going on. I'm just scared of going to a foreign country and having to organise myself. And I'm just scared. Yeah, well, all, all the time. So, um, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy um, Later That Day, our game, which we probably will actually write. That does sound like a, ne- a next one page. That sounds... Oh, no, I need to do a full card system with it, I think. Oh, okay. That's, that seems like Kickstarter. Jeez. Maybe. And we'll see you soon. Have fun. Talk to us on Twitter. Make sure you drink lots of water. Yeah, ask questions this time. Make sure you drink lots of water. Um, Be good. good. Kiss your friends. Eat a fruit. Not a kaiju. Read a book. Kind of sad we didn't do kaiju's part. Anyway, bye. Bye.